Well, today we come to the conclusion of our series called Who is Jesus? It's been so fantastic over these last seven weeks to look at this subject, to look at who Jesus is. Maybe you've wondered that. Maybe you've typed that question into Google. I know loads of people have in our world, even right now. They wonder who Jesus really was. Even when Jesus was here on earth 2,000 years ago, many people wondered who he was. Some people thought that he was a prophet. Some people thought that he was crazy, that he was a lunatic. Other people thought that he was demon-possessed. But you know, when he asked his followers, who do you say I am? They said that he is the Son of God, the Messiah, the living God. And in John's Gospel, we've looked at over these last six weeks, who Jesus is. Jesus tells us himself exactly who he is. He describes himself as the bread of life, as the light of the world, as the gate for the sheep, as the good shepherd, as the resurrection and the life and as the way, the truth and the life as we looked at last time. And today we're going to look at the final I am statement of Jesus, which he makes in the Gospel of John, where Jesus says that he is the vine. Listen to what it says in John chapter 15, verse 1 to 8. I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that bear no fruit. So they will produce even more. You've already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burnt. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. The main point that Jesus is trying to make here, the reason why he was using this metaphor is that every follower of Jesus, God wants every one of his disciples, his followers, to bear much fruit for his glory and for his honour. He wants our lives to become like Jesus. I wonder today, does your life look like Jesus? Are you a follower of Jesus and does your life look like him? Do you look like Jesus? I'm not on about your physical appearance, but your character, your nature. Do you look like Jesus? You know, in John chapter 15, and verse, 18, verse 8, Jesus says that, God desires all of us to grow in fruitfulness. This is a constant thing that should be happening in our lives, that we should be constantly bearing fruit that will bring glory to God. Jesus speaks of this progression even here in this chapter. In verse 2, he says about fruit. In verse 2, he talks about more fruit. And he says about much fruit in verse 8. This is constant progression, constantly bearing fruit for the glory and honour of God. And Jesus here, he talks about the gardener. And he talks about who is the Father God. And he talks about the branches who are you and me. And he says the gardener or the vine dresser, as other translations of the Bible put it. He says the gardener performs two functions with the branches. 
Firstly, he says here that those branches that don't bear fruit for him, he removes. Notice it says there in verse 1 of chapter 15, Jesus says he cuts off every branch of mine. That phrase there where in other translations it says he cuts off every branch in me. That phrase in me is part of the metaphor of the vine. And it seems to me that Jesus says here, the reason why he's saying it, the meaning behind this is that every person who professes to follow Jesus, to be a disciple of Jesus, who is a branch and doesn't necessarily bear fruit, maybe they aren't really true followers of Jesus he says that as a branch of Jesus being connected to Jesus, that our lives should bear fruit. And if we don't, then we should really check whether or not we are connected to him. If we know him at all, because he says the father comes along and removes everyone that isn't apart from him. You know, it's obvious, isn't it, that a branch in nature, part of a tree, a branch that doesn't bear fruit is dead. And it's the same spiritually as well. If we aren't producing fruit in our lives, if our lives aren't bearing much fruit, if our lives don't look like Jesus, if we aren't changing, our character isn't changing, our habits aren't changing, our behaviours aren't changing, if the way that we talk and act and speak, if that isn't changing, then maybe we need to check to see whether we are actually followers, true followers of Jesus or not. You know, we can even think of that disciple Judas, who was with Jesus for three and a half years. He was a follower of Jesus. Yet he abandoned Jesus. He betrayed Jesus. And as a result of that, he didn't go. To, he won't be in heaven. He's gone to hell. We see here, Jesus says there that the fruit, the branches that bear no fruit, the father, the gardener comes along and he gets rid of them. He cuts them off and gets rid of them. Secondly, he says that the, the gardener, Father God, comes along and he takes the vines that are producing a lot of fruit and he pr prunes them or he cuts them. He cuts them. He doesn't cut them off, but he prunes them. And there is a reason for this as well. You know, there's an odd statement that said that we are pruned to bloom. You know, that process of being pruned, of being cut, of being shaped, of being molded. It's not a very comfortable process. When God comes into our lives and removes things from our lives, changes things within our lives, you know, prompts us to and points his finger in different areas of our lives that, that aren't quite right, that we in areas that we aren't living correctly. When he does that, it isn't comfortable. I'm sure it's not comfortable for the for the branch when it's being cut and shaped and molded so that it can bear fruit. But there is a purpose for it, so that it will bear much more fruit. Pruning is for more fruitfulness. And maybe you're watching this today and you are going through a season of pruning and it seems like God is cutting things from your life. That it seems like God is pulling things back. God is challenging you in different areas. Don't blame God. Don't turn away from God. But know that God is pruning you because he wants you to bear more fruit. He wants you to have a greater impact. He wants you to reach more people, to share the good news of Jesus with more people. God is pruning you for something great. So Jesus says here that the gardener comes along. And he not only removes those that aren't producing fruit, but also he prunes the ones that are so they can bear more fruit. And I wonder what's the gardener doing in your life? Is he going to cut you off? Are you bearing fruit? Are you connected with Jesus? Are you spending time with him? Do you have a relationship with him? Not just on a Sunday, but every day. Do you know him as your Lord and Savior? And are you spending time with him? Or maybe he's pruning you. And know today that he's doing it for a reason, for a purpose. So Jesus talks about you. That's why he says he's the vine. He says the Father, Father God is the gardener and we as his followers are the branches. But then Jesus reminds us here that if we are going to be bearing fruit for him, 
then our lives, if our lives are going to be full of health and life and look like Jesus, then Jesus says here, if we want to do that, if we want to bear much fruit for him, for him then in John chapter 15, verse 5, then he says, then the branches must abide in the vine. Or in other words, the branches have got to be connected to the vine. That vine which brings the source of life, which brings the nutrients to that branch so that it can produce fruit. He says it's the same spiritually as well. Unless we are connected with Jesus, then we won't bear fruit for him. And we must be abiding in him. You know, it's an interesting word that is. That Greek word, the Greek word for abide, it means to remain or to wait for, continue to, to exist, to remain in existence. I wonder today, are you abiding in Jesus? Are you continuing in Jesus? You know, unfortunately, many people have asked Jesus to come into their lives, be their Lord and Saviour. But it was a one-time event and that was it. In other words, they've done enough just to get their foot through the door of eternity. But then they don't follow Jesus anymore. They carry on living how they want to live. It doesn't work like that. Jesus wants us to abide in him. Something I've discovered is that I need Jesus every day. I need him every moment of every day. And we must be abiding in him. That means to stay in him, continue in him. If we want to bear much fruit, I wonder, are you abiding in Jesus? You know, we must remember as well that it's not our job to produce fruit. It's not our job to do that in our lives. But what God has called us to do is to abide in Jesus. And when we stay connected with him, when we read in his word every day, when we pray and speak to him every day, when we're in his presence, when he's speaking to us and changing us and molding us, when we're spending time with him, he then will bear fruit in and through our lives. You know, as we see even in Galatians, Paul talks about the spirit of God and the fruit of the spirit being produced in our lives. It's not about us producing that, being good and kind and loving and gentle and patient and all the others. Actually, the spirit of God does that as we are connected to the vine, the source who is Jesus Christ himself. Our responsibility as a follower of Jesus, your responsibility as a follower is just to remain in Jesus, remain connected to him. You know, that word remain is a key word in John's theology. John mentions it a lot and it actually is meno. That's what it means in the Greek. And it occurs 11 times in this chapter, 40 times in his entire gospel and 27 times in his other epistles as well. John here, he, he realizes and emphasizes this word abide an awful lot. That word to remain, to stay connected. You know, you might wonder today, what does it mean to remain and to abide in Jesus? First of all, it means to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I wonder, have you done that today? Do you know Jesus personally? Christianity isn't a religion. It's a relationship with the living God. Jesus died on the cross and took your sin and my sin so we could know him and have a personal relationship with him, but also spend an eternity with him as well. Jesus rose again and is alive and he wants you to know his life in and through you. To remain in Jesus, first of all, means to accept Jesus Christ as a Lord and Saviour. Secondly, it means to keep believing and keep following in Jesus, to persevere. Life is hard. Life is difficult. Storms come our way. Storms of life come our way. The enemy comes our way to pull us away from the Lord. But, you know, we must persevere and keep persevering. And thirdly, this word remain here, it means also to believe in loving obedience as well. It means to keep obeying Jesus and not just believing and continuing, and but it's acting out on what Jesus is telling us, living out the word of God every day, being obedient to the Lord. You know, to uh, be firmly abiding in Jesus means to be firmly attached, to remain in him, to be totally and utterly connected with Jesus through faith, 
for believing in him every day and through our interactive relationship with him and obeying him in every area of our lives. That's what it means to truly obey. And Jesus says here that he says if we don't remain in him, if we don't abide in him, then we won't bear fruit for him. We're incapable of bearing fruit. Listen to what it says, verse 5 of John 15. He says, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. To bear fruit for Jesus, to make an impact for Jesus, you've got to be connected to Jesus. Unfortunately, many people want to produce and look great and do it in their own strength, after their own flesh and their own abilities. They try to make themselves look good and they're like good Christians. But actually, their lives don't show anything of Jesus, really. Because Jesus is the only one who can bear fruit within our lives. It's as we are connected to him, we must remain dependent on Jesus. I wonder, do you depend on Jesus every day for everything within your life? Rep re re dependent on him, resisting to do things in your own strength. We must do that. And you might say today, Luke, why? Why must we abide in Jesus? Because as he says there, without him, we can do nothing. If you want to make an eternal impact, if you want to know the call of God on your life and you want to change nations, change generations, see Jesus move in and through your world, your sphere of influence, you won't do that unless you are connected to Jesus. You've got to be a part of the vine. You know, it's the most basic imagery that Jesus uses here, that the branches are dependent on the vine to produce fruit. And it's the same spiritually as well. Jesus wants us as his followers to bear fruit for him. Right here, I've got a vine got a branch and it's interesting no matter how much this branch tries on its own it cannot bear fruit it's been cut off and unless it's connected to that vine to that source this branch won't bear fruit it can try it can struggle it can strain but it'll never produce fruit because it's not connected to the vine it won't be able to do that and you know i could stand here today and i could sell a tip some fruit on there and i could say look it's bad fruit but it hasn't really and we do that sometimes with our christian lives look i've done this i've done that but jesus says if we want to bear real fruit eternal fruit spiritual fruit then we must be connected to the vine this is pointless now this will die because it's not connected to the real vine and it's the same spiritually as well we'll die spiritually unless we are connected to jesus that's what will happen in and through our lives so as we come to a conclusion today of this message, this final message in this series, Jesus says here that he is the true vine. Father God is the gardener and we as his followers, we are the branches and he wants us to bear much fruit. God wants to see you do great things. Many people are desperate to do great things for God and they wonder, does God really want it? God does. He wants us to bear fruit for him. He wants each and every one of us to do that. But that comes by abiding in Jesus. I wonder today, are you abiding in Jesus? Are you connected to Jesus? Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour? And if so, is your life bearing much fruit from Jesus? Or are you trying to produce it yourself? You'll never be successful in doing that. You won't make any impact by doing that. It's only through remaining connected to Jesus. We can bear much fruit by abiding in Jesus. Our lives can look like Jesus and we can impact those around us when we are connected to Jesus through faith and living completely dependent upon Jesus. I pray that God has spoken to you over these last seven weeks through this series. 
I pray that you've had a fresh revelation, a greater revelation of who Jesus is. I pray that through this series that hopefully has helped answer who Jesus is and you've discovered him, you've accepted him and you know him as your Lord and Saviour. You know, these aren't just the only descriptions of who Jesus is. The reality is, is that Jesus can be seen in every chapter and every page of the Bible. And I want to encourage you to keep going on that journey and discovering who Jesus is. Don't become complacent with Jesus, but spend every day asking God to give you a fresh revelation of him. Fall more and more in love with him. Get to know him in a great way as your friend, as your Lord and as your saviour. And I believe that as we do that, we see God do great things. Continue to share about Jesus with all those around you if you're a follower of him. Let's make Jesus known. Know him and make him known. That's the mission for us as a church as well. But I do pray that God has spoken to you through this series and may we all know Jesus in a greater way. May our lives reflect him for his glory and for his honour. Amen. Well, I want to give you an opportunity to respond to this message today. You've heard about who Jesus is and you'd like to ask him into your life as your Lord and Saviour. Maybe you're watching this today and you were once a Christian, but you realise that you as a branch are dead spiritually. You aren't bearing fruit from him. Today, I believe the Lord wants to encourage you to get connected to him once again. Get connected to the vine. Maybe you're watching this and and you aren't a Christian, but today I'd love to give you that opportunity for you to get connected to the vine for the first time, to know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, to know eternal life. There's only one way to heaven. It's by believing in Jesus, believing that he died on the cross for your sin, by turning away from your sin, repenting and asking him to come into your life and be your Lord and Saviour. Jesus rose again and is alive and you can know his life right here and right now. And eternal life and so i'd like to give you this opportunity in a moment i'm going to say a prayer and i'd love to include you in this prayer the words of this prayer are going to be on the screen and if you were asking jesus into your life for the first time or you're recommitting your life to him please repeat these words after me amen let's pray together dear jesus today i surrender i ask that you would forgive me of my sins wash me clean i ask that you would save me i believe you died on the cross and rose again Today I choose to follow you and ask that you would be my Lord and Saviour. Thank you for the fresh start I now have in you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, if you've said that prayer today, you are now a follower of Jesus. Your eternity is secure. You're going to heaven. The old life is gone. The new life has come. And it is the best decision that you will ever make. We are celebrating. I'm celebrating with you today. And we'd love to know about it as a church. In a moment, there's going to be a link that will pop up in the comment section on whatever platform you're watching this on. It's a link to our website, gatewaychurchcamry.co.uk forward slash no God. If you said that prayer today and asked Jesus into your life, please click on that link right now. It'll take you to our website and on that page, you'll find out a little bit more about the decision that you've just made. And right at the bottom, there is a form. Please would you fill out that form and send it in to us because we'd love to know about this decision and we'd love to connect with you so that we can send you a few things just to help you begin to take your next steps in your new journey and following Jesus. But I'm celebrating with you today. It's the best decision that you will ever make. Amen.